Hello and welcome to the Lancet Global Health Podcast. I'm Zoe Mullen and today I have the pleasure of presenting a two-pronged introduction, both to the November issue of the journal, but also to our new freelance podcaster, Dr. Job Mogire. Job's a medical doctor based in Kenya, but joins us today from his current location in the UK. We're very pleased to have him on the team. Back to the issue then, and this month Job is discussing a paper with tremendous policy implications for the field of preterm birth. Over to you, Job. Preterm birth has been recognized as the leading cause of neonatal deaths globally. It's also clear that preterm neonates face greater health risks. Today we have the pleasure of hearing from the lead author of an interesting new paper published in the Lancet Global Health. Welcome, Professor Villa. Thank you very much for having me here. For the benefit of those who may not be conversant with your work, Kindly introduce yourself. My name is Jose Villar. I'm an obstetrician. I'm professor of perinatal medicine at the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology, University of Oxford in Oxford in England. The work you are presenting today is part of a wider project called Intergrowth 21st. Could you please give us a brief background on this? Yes, Intergrowth 21st is a comprehensive international project involving 60,000 pregnancies conducted in eight countries with the aim to study growth from the first trimester of pregnancy to second year of life across ethnic groups and to construct standards to be used in clinical practice from early pregnancy, birth, infancy, in terms of growth, physical growth, and development. We have published already most of the tools and standards and the one that we are uh, discussing today, the last of the main standards of infant growth. It sounds like a very robust project. What are the standards you are presenting here? And why was it necessary to generate them? Well, let me mention one thing before. The project has a special also because rather than taking mothers, pregnant women or babies in the hospital, this project is what is called population-based. We took the whole population in a given geographic area, city, and we studied all women in that part. And then from there, we were, we were taking out the several subgroups. One of these subgroups are preterm babies. When preterm babies are born, they, they had to grow, obviously, outside of the uterus. And this baby had to be monitored in terms of growth, feeding, adjusted according to the growth pattern. Standards are crucial because allow clinicians to determine if the baby is growing well or the baby is having a, a, a growth problem. Now, the problem is that up today are in the literature about 61 charts to monitoring growth, which, as you can imagine, having 60 one options creates a, a wide range of confusion because a baby could be growing well in Oxford, but the same baby could not be growing well in other countries or another city or another hospital because they are using a different, different, ref, a different standards. Our aim was to unify this rather uncoordinated practice to have one standard that was constructed according to the requirements set up by the World Health Organization to monitoring growth in humans. The other problem is that most of these strategies or charts to monitor the growth of preterm babies assume that the preterm babies outside the uterus 
should grow in the same pace or pattern that fetuses that remain in the uterus, which is intuitively, it sounds not correct to me, and, and that's that we, we aim to test it in this study, and in the sense that the fetuses are different, in the uterus are different biological entities that preterm babies born early for many reasons outside the uterus. Then these are the two reasons. And coordination of large number of charts available that provide, pro, provide a lack of, of, of uniformity in treatment. And the, the, the biological assumption that these fetuses, that the preterm babies should grow as fetuses, which is not exactly the case. That's very, very interesting reasoning behind this project. Can you describe how the charts differ from those for term babies? And though you have alluded to is to that, but why is this the case biologically? Why is there a difference biologically? Two things. One is uh, we have demonstrated that preterm babies outside the uterus fed mostly with uh, breast milk grow in a different pace, faster than the fetuses sometimes in the uterus. And the problem is that the early pregnancy, the fetuses are bigger. Therefore, if you have an early preterm baby and you want this early preterm baby to grow as a fetus by, let's say, 34, 35 weeks, you have to overfeed this, this preterm baby because the, the, the preterm baby is still catching up in the normal external life outside the uterus then there is a risk of overfeeding. That's the, that's the main problem. Interesting, later, maybe when the, when the, preterm, when the preterm baby is reaching 39, 30, 41 weeks outside the uterus, it's growing faster than the, the fetuses because the fetus is late in pregnancy. doesn't grow that fast. Then there is, a, there is a problem. If you have an early preterm baby, you have to overfeed to be a fetus, which is not a good idea. Late pregnancy... You have to, uh, the, the preterm baby is, is, is growing faster, then you can provide more food. Therefore, it's a major problem, discrepancy between preterm babies and comparing with fetuses. That provides a confusion and a risk of overfeeding some of them. Then, comparing with the term babies, that, that was your second question. Comparing with term babies, term babies are born, obviously, at term, and they are heavier than preterm babies. Once they are born, they start growing faster and growing and accumulating more weight. Then preterm babies, if you pretend a preterm baby to catch up with a term baby, you overfeed the baby. That, that, that's a clear. And, that, that, and that is something that is, there are strong evidences today that overfeeding preterm babies just to catch up with the term babies early in life, in the first two or three months, they are overweight for that length, for that for that height, and that seems to be an increased risk of long-term consequences. The approach that we have is that the preterm babies mostly fed with breast milk tend to grow slowly, but at the expected pace, and by what is 64 weeks of postmenstrual. Well, that is basically 20, 24 weeks after a term, are already catching up with term. If you push them, they will be perfect and will be overweight for that height. If waiting slowly, 
by 64 weeks, that is, that is six months after term. This way will catch up and will continue uh, growing uh, normally as a term baby. But it takes time. We are talking about here babies that are normal with any major complication. Then babies are uh, uh, at a risk of, of complications early, early after birth, and they, therefore some of them will be growing at a different, different pace. But the standards are, are tools to monitor how well these babies are growing. How generalizable are the standards? And to which groups of babies should they not be applied? These standards represent a major improvement. It may not be perfect, but they represent a major improvement. Therefore, uh, this standard, I think, should be used as a first tool for monitoring growth across all preterm babies. They can be generalized because most of the, well, all the biological evidences demonstrate that growth of infants tend to be similar across ethnic groups and geographic locations. Differences tend to be relatively small comparing with the differences uh, uh, between, between individuals in one population. Therefore, yes. these standards uh, re- re- represent the expected growth of healthy, if you will, preterm babies that are uh, uh, growing up in, in a healthy environment for, from well, well-nourished mothers that can provide uh, adequate uh, breast milk. Therefore, this can be generalized to any population as a first level of screening. In addition, infants in England and in most, in most countries at birth, term babies, are monitored using the WHO Child Growth Standard. And the WHO Child Growth Standards that were constructed using the same methodology, identical, actually, identical methodology to ours, are already used around the world in more than 140 countries. Therefore, introducing this standard for preterm is a simple complement to the standards that are used to monitor the growth of normal term infants. And this is just an addition to complement the WHO child growth standards that are only based for term babies. We took all the, the same methodology, all the same instrument, the same concepts, and applied to the preterm babies. This is, should be seen just as a complement to the WHO child growth standards. These standards are unique to preterm neonates and not to any other category of, of neonates. These are unique to preterm neonate in the range between 26 and 37 weeks of pregnancy because 37 is the, is the definition. Below 37 is the definition of preterm babies because there are not too many uh, uh, babies born, fortunately. There are not too many babies born at 26, 27, 28 weeks. In our standards, we don't, there are not too many subjects contributing at that very early ages. Therefore, these are more robust from 32 weeks. But there are very good indications of how small babies should grow from 26 weeks. And finally, Professor, what are the next steps? How will you go about getting the standards used in practice around the world? That's the most difficult of the questions. Because that involves, we already completed the first step, that is publishing the uh, results in a highly visible, credible journal. Now, 
The next step is the most challenging that is convincing colleagues and clinicians to change practices. And that is a major challenge in medicine, not only in the, to the pre-term standard for medicine in general. Then what we are doing now is to disseminating uh, across medical societies and, and uh, clinical groups and universities and hospitals as much as we can, and also trying to launch a campaign around the world to uh, inform practitioners that these tools are available. However, this is a difficult task. And, and as I said, changing practice in clinical medicine is a, is a, is a major challenge. But we are confident because pediatricians are already adopted the WHO child growth standards. These preterm standards complement what they are already using and provide them with a more detailed uh, tool to monitor specifically these approximately 10% of babies that are born preterm. Therefore, we think that this is a major advantage because we provide a complement to what they are already using. However, it is a challenge and will be a challenge. Professor Villa, thank you for taking your time to speak to the podcast. We are glad and we look forward to hearing more about other interesting findings coming out of Intergrowth 21st. Thank you very much.